be taking my text tonight from Psalm 37. I'll start at the first verse. Fret not thyself. That's enough, right? I'm kind of glad he didn't leave it there because that's uh, we need a little more help than that. But we do recognize that David was inspired to say this for some reason. Fret not thyself. Maybe it's because we have a tendency to do just that. And um, this psalm, as we look through it, we're going to realize that it's a, it's a lot like a proverb. As you read through it, each each verse kind of concludes itself. And uh, it's, a, it's a very interesting psalm. It is actually done loosely through the alphabet, like some of the proverbs. And it's also... Uh, some say it was done for as a form of poetry, or you could even use it as a memory tool because of that. Because there's a lot of really good information here. Uh, this is not a song of praise, but this is actually uh, how to live. Really, as you as you read through this this verse, this uh, psalm gets referenced a lot when people are preaching. They, there's lots of really good verses in here that are, are very useful, and so we're going to look at a few of those. But David starts out with, fret not thyself. Now, there's a specific situation he's referring to, and that's injustice. So fret not thyself because of evildoers. Neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. So we find here that um, there's a very specific situation that he's addressing. Let's talk about the word fret first to make sure we all agree on what it is. It has a lot of different connotations. It, uh, to become irritated. Anybody? Okay. To worry or be vexed. To wear or corrode. To fray to grate, rub, or chafe, and to agitate. Some wonderful things that we want to try to avoid, right? It also speaks of, it says, be thou, be, neither be thou envious. And I think that's important for us to understand that those, both of those things are, are mentioned in that first verse. To envy is painful or resentful awareness of an advantage enjoyed by another. Joined with a desire to possess the same advantage. So you put fret and envy together, and you've got covetousness. And we're not supposed to do that. I believe we, we, we've, it's pretty clear we're not supposed to covet. So event, fret and envy uh, can create this vicious cycle that we are seeing in the world today. We see envy... And we see people fretting about it and taking action about it, where in some cases it just it's causing chaos and nobody's happy. So fret not, and that'll it'll all be over. It'll all be better. What do we have to fret about these days? <laughs> Inflation, violent crime, a bank crisis. Just wrote that one down the other day. But there's also the things we have every day. Job-related stresses. If 
you're a parent, children, if you're children, parents, if you drive all those other drivers from Washington, it's just different today, right? It's never been like this before. Well, how about 9-11? Remember that? How about terror alerts? How about Columbine? What about the war in Iraq? How about all the recessions that we've endured? The Iran hostage crisis. I was still alive when that happened. The Cold War. That lasted a while. The assassinations of JFK and Martin Luther King Jr. Vietnam. Korea. World War II. The Depression. World War I. That's just the last 115 years or so. It's gone on forever. There's always something to fret about. And what's the one thing about all those things is we have no control over them. It's, 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 it's interesting the things we worry about. So what's in our control? Let's take a look at verse 23. We're going to look at two different verses. They're not next to each other, but I think they, they, they go together pretty well. Verse 23 of uh, Psalm 37 says, The steps of a good man or woman are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Go down to 31. The law of God is in his heart. None of his steps shall slide. The word of God is in his heart. That's the key. Paul writes in Romans 10:17 that faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So if we're not going to fret, we have to be able to lean on somebody. We need to have faith in God. This starts, of course, with repentance. It starts with salvation. Without the Lord in our life, without a change in our heart, fret is really the only place we have to go. I remember when I was, I remember just before I got saved, uh, life was upside down. I was in my 20s. I was teaching. I was had a horrible lifestyle and trying to help kids navigate high school and trying to tell them that what they should be doing when I couldn't even do it myself. It was a very hypocritical and difficult life to live. And I, uh, it wasn't, I wasn't happy. I, I, I would say I was fretting quite a bit. I was looking for peace in all the wrong places. I was looking for different things, looking for different things to help me calm, calm down or to, I was angry about things, of course, and things didn't go my way when I was a kid. And, you know, it's really easy just to, you know, pile all that stuff up and say, well, look at, woe is me. That's what we do, right? It's not my fault. Well, it might not have been my fault, but I still had, it was what I had to do with it was all about my fault. And so I had to make a choice. I'll never forget being invited to church. I didn't want to go to church. I thought I was fine. I was raised in church, so that was good enough for me. I thought that that was enough. But when I came, it was a camp meeting across the street, and I heard 
preaching like I've never heard before. This Catholic boy wasn't used to that. And um, everything I heard I knew was true. But I left. I walked out. You know, the organized religion wasn't for me. You ever heard that before? Yeah, I used that one. It didn't work very good, but I tried. But, you know, when I finally, a year and a half later, I found myself back. You know, the, once the once the Lord gets a hold of you a little bit, uh, if you if you really want out of the lifestyle, if you really are desperate, uh, the the Lord will find you, uh, and, and and he's he's never very far away. All you got to do is turn around and ask for help. He's right there. And when I got to that point, uh, it didn't take long. It didn't take long at all. I I was uh, here in the sanctuary and second second pew just to the right of the pulpit. And that's where I prayed. And the Lord made a wonderful change. Wonderful change. And uh, I, can't, I can't thank the Lord enough. Uh, I can't imagine where I'd be without him. Um, I don't think I would be doing what I'm doing now, for sure. I don't think I would be a teacher anymore. I would have burned out of that so fast. Uh, I think I'd just be a miserable wreck. But I'm so thankful that the Lord pulled me out of that miry clay and set me on the rock. Well, David doesn't stop at the first verse. Aren't you glad? Let's, let's go down to that third verse. Here's what we need to do. So this is what we do have control over. Okay? Trust in the Lord. And do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Trust. One of the, my favorite verses. First verse I memorized. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. Proverbs 3, 5. What does the word lean mean? So in the original text, uh, lean, it does mean to lean or lie or rely or to rest. Uh, to lean means to rely on for support or to cast one's weight to one side. We Many of us have leaned on things, sometimes things that were not very stable. And that's a, that's a lesson in itself, probably another sermon that I won't get into. But when we lean on the Lord, He is our rock. We can trust Him. It says to do good. 1 Thessalonians 5.15 See that none render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good both among yourselves and to all men. Do good. We have control over that. We do. And the Lord can help us when we're not sure we can do that. Aren't you thankful for that? We, we, the Lord is someone we can go to whenever we need Him for great th- big things, small things. Verse 4, delight thyself. Delight thyself also in the Lord. Aren't you glad you're here tonight? We're delighting ourselves in the Lord. We can do that in devotions. And he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Proverbs 19.23 says, The fear of the Lord tendeth to life. And he that hath it shall abide satisfied. And he shall not be visited with evil. Verse 5. Commit. Here's a big one. Commit thy way 
unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. This one gets, gets quoted a lot. Proverbs 16.3 says, Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. If we're looking to the Lord and we're committed to him, that fretting is put aside and our thoughts are established in him. It doesn't change what's going on around us. There's still inflation. There's still violent crime. There's still children and parents. But we, if we commit to the Lord, we have our thoughts established. Verse 6. No, verse 7, sorry. Rest. We can all use a rest. Yeah? It's a fast-paced world these days. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Here it is again. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He gives us comfort. We, we can run to the Lord and know that he will provide that peace and rest that we need when, we, when we're in those times of trouble. Wait patiently. Psalm 27, 17, another favorite of mine. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. We can wait on the Lord. The Lord has a perfect plan for every one of our lives. When we come to the Lord in, in prayer or here or at home, and there's a need and we're taking it to the Lord, we need to wait patiently. If the word is wait, we wait patiently. And we know that if we do that and be of good courage, he will strengthen our heart. Cease from anger. Verse 8. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. That's the opposite of what we see today. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. Isn't the word of God so good? Helps us get a perspective. Helps us shut out the noise. Helps us realize where we need to be. There's so many voices out there. And it's good to have the word to come to and to help us know where we should be. What's the opposite of fret? I think of the word peace. Don't you? Verse 37. Let's take a look at that. Verse 37 of Psalm 37. Here's another wonderful verse. Mark the perfect man and behold the upright for the end of that man is peace. Aren't you? I, I'm so thankful for godly examples. I'm thankful to be able to go to people that have been in the gospel longer than me and ask them a question or just to watch and see how God carries them day by day. 
We can learn from those people. We can see that the gospel works in those people. Regardless of their circumstances, we see that the Lord carries them day by day. They exude a confidence in God. That's good to see. When, when we're not, when we maybe are weighing in the balance or in, or in a tough spot, we can go, well, I, I know that I can go to so-and-so. Or I know I can call this person. It's, it's, a, it's a lifeline. I mean, certainly the, God is a lifeline, but, you know, we're, we're human. We, lo- we need the example in front of us. And I'm so thankful for that. Isaiah 26.3 says, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Again, it, it, this is, that's in our control. It's, this is, these are the things we can, we can look to and, and control. We look to the Lord and we trust in him. Is your mind stayed on Jesus today? Or are you fretting? Where are you leaning tonight? Are you leaning on someone or something that's stable? Or is it or is it kind of moving around under your feet? One of my favorite hymns. You know, sometimes when you're fretting, you feel alone. Sometimes when you're fretting, there's things that are going on that you have no control over, and you're wondering how do I how does this change? How do I get out? How do I get an answer? Does Jesus care when my heart is pained? Too deeply for mirth or song. As the burdens press and the cares distress and the way grows weary and long. Does Jesus care when my way is dark with a nameless dread and fear? As the daylight fades into deep night shades, does he care enough to be near? Does Jesus care when I've tried and failed to resist some temptation strong? When for my deep grief there is no relief, though my tears flow all the night long? Does Jesus care when I've said goodbye to the dearest on earth to me? And my sad heart aches till it nearly breaks. Is it aught to him? Does he see? Those that need Jesus say these things all the time. Where's God? Where's God now when I need him the most? Oh, yes, he cares. I know he cares. Do you? The world needs to hear this. When we see them fretting and envious, Jesus cares. He cares about how you feel. He cares about what you're going through. His heart is touched with our grief. When the days are weary, the long nights dreary, I know my Savior cares. I want to turn one more place. Of course, I had this keeping its place. First Peter five, verses six and seven. 
Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. You need Jesus tonight. Humble yourself. That's what I had to do. What held me back was pride for a year and a half. It was pride. Humble yourself. Put Lay it all down. Whatever we think is important is not. The Lord has a better plan for you than, than any plan you might have. Humble yourselves, therefore, into the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Don't fret. Humble yourself. Casting all your care upon him. Why? Because he careth for you. We have an opportunity tonight. If you're not saved, you have a golden opportunity. We heard about that the other night. A golden opportunity to come down, bring all your cares, bring all your concerns, and just pour them out before the Lord. Humble yourself. The Lord will meet you here in a wonderful way. If you're fretting, if there's things that are worrying you, concerning you tonight, trust in the Lord tonight. Fret not thyself. The Lord is here. The song is 238. Won't you come and pray?